Hello, welcome to Proudly Resents. It's Adam Spiegelman. Today we have Rob Schraub, executive producer of the Sarah Silverman program and the infamous Heat Vision and Jack. He is involved in a lot of cool shows. All that information about all his new shows, where to find them. He'll talk about them later in the show and we'll have exact dates and locations. Today we proudly resent Deadly Prey. Very, very gory and great film. You can see it on our website, proudlyresents.com slash deadly. Now, I have a serious question for you, everybody. Please, get in close. If you're wearing headphones, put your head down like as if you're getting closer. Do you wear shirts? Do you walk around topless? Don't answer that. I know the answer. If you wear shirts, go to our website, proudlyresents.com slash B-U-Y slash buy to get all kinds of great movie, TV, Pop culture, crazy band t-shirts from Great Location, Dave's House of T-Shirts, a.k.a. ProudlyResents.com slash buy. If you buy from that website through our site, bang, you get a little taste. You are listening to Proudly Resents. Oh, reasons. I, I can't even hear you. Hi, this is Sam Wazell, uh, Proudly Resents. The Cult Movie Podcast. The Adam Spigotman Show. To all you proudly resent listeners out there, just remember, you can't piss on hospitality. I want it. I'm trying not to burp really. Proud resents Adam Spigotman and Rob Schraub, uh, writer-producer. Let's, go, let's talk about Deadly Prey. We're Deadly here to talk Prey. About. So I had to watch it. Twice now in my life because of you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, po- I I don't apologize. No, no, it's watch an it amazing it. movie. Yeah, horrible movie night. I don't know if you ever seen that. It's uh, in L.A. John no, Maffer. but I want to go. Where is that? Tell uh, me about this that. Saturday. It's uh, oh, I can't once go. A month. <laughs> this is their second year, and uh, they've been doing stuff at the complex, and they show yeah. bad films, and they show Deadly Prey, oh. and people yell, and they get prizes to the best screams. I won. Anyway, uh, not for nothing. Would you win? I just think I just won the fact that I had the best one. But we could talk about the scene in the beginning. What do you mean? You you win if you get the best zing? Yeah, I had the best what zing. What was your zing? And well, what scene? First, tell me what scene. Oh, the beginning scene where they're they're cha- they're establishing that it's like this movie is the most dangerous game where oh yeah, and <laughs> it's a total ripoff of the dangerous game. So and Rambo. Uh, yeah, Rambo meets yeah. the dangerous game, yeah, and, yeah. and uh, so he's. This, the prey is running. It's a guy. He looks like John Belushi. Uh-huh. And yes. I, I just had him screaming, uh, you can have my lunch money. Yeah. Take my lunch money. Yeah. It's fine. I, I don't know why I was arguing. <laughs> That's awesome. But the movie itself. So it is the most dangerous game. And the, the star is just way overbuilt. Te- like, Ted Pryor, who, if, if you look him up, his brother, I believe, is David Pryor, who made this movie, and they are still making movies. They they make like these little budget movies that they just kick out. He stars, and his brother writes. He uh, his brother directs. His Ted stars in him, and they just make movies. And they've made movies with like David Carradine and that's it. <laughs> and, and, uh, that's a good name for yeah, that. Yeah. But but um. But they're they they're they're so they're living well, like the dream. genre films. They're yeah. making, and this must have been huge overseas. I couldn't imagine this not making so much oh, yeah, money yeah. in it, the Philippines and it, they love this stuff. Yeah. and it was it's just guns and Violence. blowing stuff up and super violent. No nudity. Isn't there a little nudity? There's rape. 
There is rape. There's, there's a little a rape. There's, there's a beginning rape. rape. A little there's rape. Little rape. rape. <laughs> beginning of the rape, and then they fade to black. But it it's just it's a movie that was made out of like trying to capitalize on the Rambo phenomenon after First Blood, and they just were like, shit, we gotta get, we gotta make one of them. It was like, shit, you're built. Why yeah. don't you just take your shirt off and put a thing around it? Well, I guess like, I mean, like Ted Pryor, like they screened at Everything Is Terrible at Cinefamily, Deadly Prey, and he said, yeah, I was. He he says. He said, like, because they interviewed Q-Day and Q&A'd him after it, and he was there with his kids, and he says, I can't believe how gay this movie is. Because <laughs> he's running around totally ripped, yeah. shirt off, short shorts. Like, short shorts. So short that the pockets are hanging out yeah. underneath the frilled edges. That's how short they are. And greased up. And he was saying that he wasn't supposed to be wearing, like, shoes, so he's walking around barefoot, and it's, like, summer, and he had to, like, climb into these tanks, and it's, like, it was so fucking hot. He was just, like, oh, going, ah, so that's why he runs like that in the movie. He's got this kind of chicken run, <laughs> yeah, like, you're, yeah, like, like, why? Flintstone. Yeah, why is he... Why is he running with these little, little, but it's because his feet were like <laughs> boiling to death and it, it's just crazy. But do you know where this was filmed today? Oh God. I would assume that it was filmed like somewhere around here. The They're Griffith from Park. It, probably, I don't know. There's some, a bunch of stuff. It, all of their stuff looks like it's around, uh, like Los Angeles type stuff. Cause there is, uh, like, let's see, like what, those guys didn't do samurai cop, but uh, they did uh, a Robicide, <laughs> which was another movie that starred Ted Pryor, directed by um, David Pryor, which was like a slasher action movie, uh-huh. all, all in Los Angeles. Um, I've seen Deadly Workout, but not a Robicide. Oh, that it's the same movie. It is different title. Deadly yeah. Workout, a because they would, you know, it's like Grindhouse ish. They would release the same movie like four times under different titles oh, and wow. get people to rent it twice well now that he's in a movie called night claws breath of hate is also uh finished shooting and is that directed by uh david pryor i'll tell you i bet i bet you one of them is they after that yes david pryor yeah after that screening because it brought the house down like did people know the movie before they went or they just assumed it was like i because i was there and i i introduced it and i said how many people have seen this movie before and like I would say like about like 40% uh-huh. how many people didn't and, and all these people raised up I said I am so jealous of you yeah you are going to have the best night of your life yeah they get to see it for the first time <laughs> and Ted Pryor was sitting in the front row watching it with his kids he brought his kids along oh, into that great. movie with rape and people getting their arms cut off and and, he cuts the guy's arms off and beats the shit out of him with his arms. It's so it's, badass. It's so amazing. If you saw your dad do that, you would listen to your dad all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. You know? And his kids loved it. He had the best time. And based off of that, they are going to make Deadly Prey Part Two. Because a hundred people in the theater loved it. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's well. They'll... Well, plus the hundred that was that horrible movie night. So right, it's right, right. People. So that, that's you know. That's not bad. So the beginning guy looks like um, John Belushi. Oh, and this is a very slow action movie. I felt like everything it's a ta- slow burn. It takes forever to happen. Yeah. Like there's no timing whatsoever. Yeah. They grab a guy, 
they weigh, then they, yeah. Then they, they show a lot them. of the same shot of him, of somebody throwing a grenade and him falling down and blowing up. Like a right. grenade blows up right next to him and then he limps away. Guy's not wearing anything but short shorts. <laughs> ah, ooh, grenade well, he, shrapnel, ow. Some guy had a gun on him. Yeah. So he, op- it's almost like a Pepe Le Pew cartoon. He opens the guy's pants, drops in a grenade, yeah. <laughs> and then rolls under the truck. <laughs> <laughs> and it just, it just it, like, it's amazing. It's amazing. Well, they show him in the morning making eggs for his wife. Like oh, he's yeah. a real. So yeah. now we cut back With to him. With his half shirt, uh, <laughs> gray sweatshirt. Sure, kick around the house. You know, kick around yeah. the house with oh. a nice shirt. Just, it's, you know, this is my everyday clothes. Yeah, but I think it's funny that he was making eggs. It's like making eggs. Yeah, he looks like he just eats protein powder right. all day long. Do you remember the one scene where he's tied up? Uh-huh. And, and, and they're the woman. Inter- and they're interrogating him. And there's something about like if, if for those of you who are listening, when you watch this movie. There's a scene where he's getting interrogated by the bad guy and his bitch girlfriend sidekick or whatever. And he's tied up. He doesn't have a shirt on. Uh, Specifically look at his nipples. (laughs) Because there's something about like the light that Uh just kind of grazes his tits, but not his (laughs) chest. So they're kind of like these like LED lights on, on his, yeah, it's just, it's like really distracting. And I don't think I've ever heard a single thing that he said in that scene because right. the living room has exploded with laughter. <laughs> it's just insane. Oh, okay. So let's talk about John Cameron Mitchell, the father of the love interest. He plays the father, of course. Yes, he plays the father of not uh, uh, Danton. Uh, <laughs> not the lead Dan- character's name is Danton. Danton. Danton! Instead of Rambo. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, his lo- he's living with this hot blonde. Yeah. She- and his and her father is John Cameron Mitchell. And John Cameron Mitchell is this guy who you've seen in a million like seventies TV shows, probably Rockford, Rockford Files and stuff. And he he was like. I don't know his backstory, but I'm assuming that he was one of these guys that was huge, 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 hit the bottle, hit it hard, and just, you know, is now kind of, when he's in these movies, is right. kind of on this slump. But I think he, but he attacked everything with like this this kind of actor's professionalism. He was kind of like Charles Bronson, too. Yeah, he's kind of like a tough he, old guy. And like at the Everything is Terrible like Q&A, they said... What was up with that guy? Because he kills Troy Donahue, another who, huge, star. another huge star that had a, had his moment, but yeah. now is in Deadly Prey. <laughs> thank God. And originally in the script and in the scene, John, uh, John Cameron Mitchell is supposed to just like shoot him and kill uh, uh, Troy Donahue because he's like the the super bad guy. Yeah, like, he's he's Mr. The, Big. Yeah, he's the Ronnie Cox of this RoboCop <laughs> world, you know. Uh, yeah. he, he, has to, he has to take him out. And he's supposed to just shoot him. But instead of just shooting him, he improvises this long monologue about, like, I know you. You're the one, you're the people, you're the kind of person that, you know, lives off the the nobodies of the world. Well, today the nobodies that made you are going to uh, to kill you or whatever. It went on forever. Yeah, it goes on forever, and he talks about how you know there's no music down there, and it and he just like ripped this out of the blue, uh-huh. and I guess they were just like, oh, 
cut. <laughs> and, then, and then they kept it in the movie. And I think that's amazing. Do you think they keep amazing. it for time? I, did it, I don't know. Do you think, well, you got to be deferential because it's John Cameron Mitchell? Or do you- I think there's a little bit of that because even though he's, you know, a fading star, he's, they need those names, yeah. especially to sell it overseas, you know, right. something just so they can say, John Cameron Mitchell, Troy Donahue, Ted Pryor in Deadly Prey. Like John Saxon over in Italy or, or something like that. Not yeah. that not that these guys. I don't want to. I don't want to like. No, but they bring him in for one day. They get as much as they can from totally. him. Totally. Twenty grand. Like David Carradine was in a, in a movie called Future Future Force, I believe. Yeah, but he's made a hundred of those films. Oh yeah. Of those shitty films, he was in uh, Evil Tunes. Oh yeah, I've seen Evil Tunes. He's in the beginning of that. Yeah. And I mean, he hangs himself, it. by the way, in, in Evil Tunes, which is strange. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little creepy. And only one tune, by the way, in Evil Tune. Did you ever see uh, that movie? I don't know if it was his last movie, but that movie that was at Hellride. Did you ever see oh, that biker movie with Michael Madsen and, and the guy from... From the old biker movies. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I saw Samurai Cop and that in the same night. Oof. It was a it bad started, movie night. Luke brought these two films. I was like, holy shit. Hellride, you know, I, I was like, oh man, this is going to be this is gonna be cool because it stars that one guy that was in... in um He was in a lot of shit. Kill Bill 2, and he had the best scene in Kill Bill 2 where he goes... He's in the strip club. He says to Michael Manson, and he goes, "Are you trying to say that you're about as useful as an asshole, right here?" And I was like, "Wow, that guy's the best. He's gonna be in a movie." Was it Larry Bishop? Larry Bishop, yeah. yeah. And uh, uh, me and me and my darling Kate went to see it, and we were like, "This movie's terrible." <laughs> it was such an ego trip. Yeah. Because if was... you're gonna make a movie, you finally get a script made. Yeah. They gave it to Tarantino. Tarantino got it made. He is in, he's an old, leathery guy. He must be 50s or 60s, and yes. he's a stud. He's had so much sex with so many hot women in this movie. He's like, oh, it's no ridiculous. shit. Why not? He wrote it's it. Like, it's like, it's like, uh, like Nicolas Cage in Drive Angry, where every chick is like going, hey, handsome, anything for you, good looking. Uh-huh. And he's got like this crazy, weird, skeletal hair. And, and the just, crazy look on his face. Like, yeah. Why would anyone be attracted uh, to that? And if you pause it a couple of times, like especially at drive, the low... Drive angry. And, and yeah, and some of his like on low angles looking up, I swear he's just glasses away from Brian Posehn you know he's just it's just it's he's, women love Brian Posehn we love it but I mean like, the women go crazy yeah for him. well that's the truth part of it. Right, before right. that I wasn't really buying it yeah but that movie is a uh, hell ride that is definitely it, it but it's not as fun as Samurai Cop or Deadly Prey no. there's no fun in it it's no. just an, it's an experiment in bad and, filmmaking and I'd love to talk to you about that why do you think like there's there's movies like like Hellride. Wow. And they're, they're, if you if you put them here right now, Larry Bishop, what the fuck was up with that? He goes, well, we're trying to do something like the exploitation movies of Grindhouse. And yeah, they're not, they're, they're supposed to be bad on purpose, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and, and all those excuses that you've heard a million times before. But if you talk to the Pryor brothers, they're just, we're just trying to make a good movie. Yeah, that's the difference. I think that's the difference. Is that it, they, is, yeah. they really think they're doing a good job, and they're, they're not here. They're not selling out. Yeah, they don't know the lights aren't on. They don't know that the, the wig is off, or and they really they're not doing it on purpose. And and a lot of it is just like, look, we don't have the money to shoot this. Like, tw- uh, we don't have time to do two takes. Yes. we don't have time to. Fuck, we have to take this take to light this. We don't have. The, it's basically like thinking about like how good of a feature film could you do. In 
five days with one camera. Right, in two locations. And three locations. It's probably yeah. not going to be... It, and you got to take better. what you have. Yeah, and then edit it together. And it, and those guys, like in that direct-to-video market, they had to not only do that, but they had to have a movie out by a certain time, too. Right. And they didn't have like the editing that we do right, right. now. Right, they're, they're using steam. Uh, what yeah, are, what are, steampunk. Uh, <laughs> actual steam engines. Yeah, yeah, they were using no, they're a actually cutting film yeah. <laughs> on a train. Yeah, yeah, on train tracks. That's the only way they could do it. But yeah, they're actually. You're right. It takes so much longer to do it. And you know, it's it's yeah. like it's it's like I wanted I, I I wanted to sit down and go, hey, look, you know, you've probably been told many times in your life that the movies that you make are are terrible. Right. Why are you doing this? People are having bad movie nights and watching your stuff and actually i think like even ted said hey look you know i'm i don't know how old he is he's probably he might be even in his 50s or something he's like hey uh, me and my brother we're still making movies you right. know you know i'm not tom cruise you know i'm not super famous but you know They're i'm making it. movies that's all you want to do is make movies right they're living the dream and and why and and now they're getting like a huge following of people uh i think i think people can tell like people kind of love you know the, the deadly prey and, and the room and tommy wiseau because they can tell these guys who make it or birdemic they're, yeah. they're honest people who just want to make a good movie or just right. want to be treated like a celebrity they there's there's some kind of honest failure to I don't, it I hellride don't, feels self-indulgent it feels like they're that while they're making it and they see something that's fucked up right or they're seeing something that's um, indulgent. Like, it's getting pretty ridiculous that this weathered, gross guy is... Like, all these women are just kind of constantly hitting on him. And they're laughing at it. Oh, it's just like in all those old movies. I, I feel like when it, if you use that as an excuse you're only you're doing it just for yourself you're making basically a home movie for you and your friends and you're kind of leaving the rest of us out of it and i think that can be dangerous and i am no stranger to that you know i i i uh i can find myself doing that well do you find do you find this helps your own work when you it's a good lesson to learn because i do love like uh grindhouse and direct-to-video i i adore direct-to-video movies that that 80s like sweet spot from uh -huh. like you know when well can you explain why there were so many why so many at that time because it was a vhs what, just started well it was like the, the the grindhouse theaters where i think it's pornography i think pornography went from being in the theater where you would have to jerk off in front of strangers right. to what for $89, I can take this home and watch it as many times as I want. And stop it. it. And stop it and pause it and do whatever. I'm going to do that. And then somebody went, why don't we rent them? We'll make more money. And then somebody went, well, why stop it? Just pornography. Why don't we put out horror movies and exploitation movies? It's like pornography leads the way. Certainly the internet. All, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, I mean, pornography. I mean, how many pornography sites have you been on where it's just Never. like uh <laughs> where where you're just like oh god this isn't you know it's not shuttling enough <laughs> or i can't get the picture it's always like boom best image boom best That's true. best it's better than youtube everything because there's so much money that dumps into it and they lead the way and i think like 
um, when pornography went from the theater to video, it revolutionized home video because everybody bought, like, all the perverts, you know, <laughs> us, bought these... Yes, my, bought these VCRs. And what do you do after you're done jerking off? You've got, like, this really expensive piece of equipment on your TV set, and somebody goes... What, do you want to watch Return of the Jedi? Okay, sure, I'll yeah. get that. And and now, like, e- to compete with that, all of the grindhouse people, like like AIP and and, and other, and yeah, they said, well, you know, the theaters are dying out. Drive-in theaters are going to be dead. Uh, direct to video. Well, there's also, there was so much shelf space because now there's these video stores that didn't exist. Yeah, they don't exist now. Obviously, yeah. trauma films like. No one would see trauma films except for no. the fact of VHS. No, no. And same with like Empire and Full Moon Entertainment, Charlie Bann and, and those guys. And Roger Corman just completely went, okay, this is the way to go now. We're doing this. Everybody just went to home video. But then the budgets were way lower. Right. And the expectations were lower though too because it's, you, it's almost like making a TV movie yeah. instead of a big movie, a real yeah, movie. Yeah, because, because you have the – and the internet – is is a little bit is taking this to the next level too is like when you go to a movie it's harder for you to walk out of it because you go you pay like i don't know how much money it was back then three dollars or something like that that. much probably sit down and you're watching a movie and you're like oh this sucks well i got in my car and i drove this far yeah you know i mean like sometimes if you're in a multiplex you'll go let's go to the movie next hour and then right. you go see, you know, Indiana Jones. When you have it on home video, you probably rent like three or four, you know, and go for only three dollars each. Or yeah, five dollars exactly. Each. And you you rent it and you put it in. And you go. You give the movie like ten minutes, maybe, and you're like, if this doesn't wow me in another minute, I'm ejecting it and moving on to the next one. Well, that's why, like all those '80s uh, sex comedies, they always had breasts in the first ten minutes. Yep. yep. And not in the rest of the movie. Always in yep. the beginning. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, same with the movies like Deadly Prey, where immediately they're killing people. Boom, 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 boom. And they, they, they know that. They know that. that. So they have like this, they have to have something really, really exploitive. Something that, first of all, they got to get to you with the cover. It's some kind of retarded, uh, you know. It's not even in the movie. Yeah, yeah. And it's something just big, like. Um, a gun and a hot chick. Yeah, what is it? There's so many like Charles Band movies that are just like you know bimbos from outer space and yeah, uh-huh. just things things like that just to get you to go. Let's rent this. Or it looks like Rambo, like Deadly Prey. The couple totally. looks like Rambo. I, I think, and I actually think that the home video market of like the 80s and the early 90s was like the beginning of. Uh, of of people like you getting together and wa- having bad movie nights, right? Uh, you you wouldn't have a bad movie night in the seventies. You wouldn't like let's go out and right. spend two to all our two dollars and on the bad spend movie. our evening on investing into this one movie. Uh, but now you know I uh, there's people that get together and 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 just have like a night, right? We just and I've even done. Today is bad movie day. We're going to start at like crack of dawn and go till midnight watching just crappy movies. And what is your consideration for like a good bad movie? Like if you had people over, you wouldn't oh. pull out Hellride. You pull out. Oh, Hellride? No, never. Um, let's see. What's a good movie? Um, there's, there's certain types of movies. There's this uh, movie called Devil Dog Hound of Hell. 
uh-huh. which is uh, basically uh, The Exorcist, but with a dog, and it's <laughs> it, it's so totally different and, and it, much scarier. Yes, and it, it and like Deadly Prey, it has its holy shit factor where it's just it starts off like with just like this ridiculous premise and it's basically like this coven is like praying to satan and it's like 70s like devil worship it's all like afternoon lit and everybody's in like these crappy halloween uh monk that's costume. the best when they're like yeah there's yeah. a halloween costume yeah. and it's like all these character actors that you've recognized from you know charlie's angels and stuff surrounding like this german shepherd and they're praying oh satan oh satan <laughs> and satan and oh satan and it's so ridiculous and you're just like laughing at that and it takes you to the it just, it's something about it, it just has to have pacing Bad movies have to have pacing. Just like in a good movie, you have to either one-up it with, like, ridiculousness or something cool. And I think, like, well, Samurai Cop, for sure, is just, like, that that movie is just, like, stuns me. It does Moment to moment. Like, every scene, there's yeah. something else that brings you back. And Deadly Prey is definitely like that because it it starts off with that great title card where it's just... Him silhouetted, walking, 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 which seems like forever. And then he goes, ha! And he puts his gun up in the air, and it just goes, deadly prey. <laughs> and there's no reason for it, because then the movie starts out, he's a regular citizen. Yeah. Yeah. And, and okay, okay, that was pretty awesome. And yeah. then you just kind of, it just, you're, the, the, the minute you, you see the film stock, you know what you're in for. But, uh, you know, there's a scene where... Deadly Prey, our, our hero, Canton, Banton. Danton. I Danton. call him Deadly Prey. Yeah, I was about to do uh, that. Let's just call him Deadly Prey. Listen. Deadly Prey comes in and... <laughs> yeah, so Deadly, Deadly Prey gets kidnapped, and his daughter, his wife or girlfriend calls her dad, uh, John Cameron Mitchell. Yeah. He comes in and says, describe what the van looks like. To me, my computer looked black. Yeah. So she goes, um, I don't know. It's black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She says it's green. So like, fine. So maybe my stock. A green is van? A green van? What yeah. kind of green? Army green? It's very important. Yeah, yeah. He gives. He get. Okay. Do you remember any? Uh, do you remember the license plate? Well, that was a. Why would he ask her that? Because she didn't know the make of the van. Right. She barely knew what color it was. And then she's like, How about the, the license? What about the hardest part to remember? What about, What about the license plate? Uh, three, <laughs> four, three, four, three, four. Five, three, four, five. Okay, okay. Anything else? I don't. Wait, it's three, five, four. Right. Three, five, four. Oh, okay. And all right. Thanks. Like, all right, good. This is this is plenty for me. A greenish van. Three, five, four. I'll, I'll, three random numbers. Yeah. Yeah. It, that scene. But he finds him somehow. Yeah. So Deadly Prey is kidnapped and sent out in the woods yeah. to be hunted down, and of course he immediately just starts killing people. Oh yeah, yeah, and and he go, and and. Like what does he do? They I, don't they take off a blindfold and like the other guy with the the, the with the glasses. He's he's like run, and then Deadly Prey goes, "You're gonna die!" And then he <laughs> runs off with his chicken run because his feet are burning, and he just murders everybody. It's super violent, yeah, and, and great, but slow motion violent because yeah. the pacing's so slow. Oh, it's yeah. But I put it on double speed because I was running out of time. Yeah. Looked normal. Yeah. Like, I didn't even think it was going fast. The edits. So the, the head of the bad guys finds out 
that they got Banton, and he knew Banton. He trained uh, Deadly Prey. Yeah. And he goes, ah, hey, can you imagine? Like, ah, you, so you, what are the odds I trained Deadly Prey? And you kidnapped Deadly Prey. How could you do that? Now he's going to kill us all. All right. I wanted to do a remake of this movie and call it Don't Get Danton. Yeah. And just like, oh, we... Whoever, go out, find us someone to hunt, but whatever it is, don't get dancing. Right. Because what happens at the end? Like, well, well let's skip the, ahead. Let's not skip ahead. But okay. the ending doesn't Spo- really make Spoilers. It- skip a shuttle ahead if you do. But let's talk about that ending. That ending. He kills off everyone. First of all, the uber bad guy that John Cameron Mitchell kills, yeah. that should have been Deadly Prey's kill, right? Yeah. At the end, the very end of the movie. Did not happen. But he instead, he's up against the boss that used to be his commander that right. trained him. Yeah. So he, they, well, first, well, first of all, he goes after like his his uh, um, he goes after the the main bad guy that they have to go after. To get through him, he's got to go through that guy with the he looks like um, uh, Roddy Rod Piper with the with the sunglasses <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And just to be a dick, his. His entire time, he's trying to get home to his girlfriend. Halfway through the movie, he gets home, but they've kidnapped his girlfriend <laughs> from his house. And he's like, oh, I was just back. there. I got to go back. Oh, so he goes it. back. He doesn't to, get any shoes, by yeah, the way. he doesn't get any shoes, but he gets all this camouflage makeup and a couple of bombs. And he goes, goes back. Meanwhile, while he's headed back, the bad guys kill her father in front of her, rape her, and then... And then just as Deadly Prey gets there to save to save her, Roddy Rod Piper with the glasses, as a, just a dick move, just goes and shoots her, kills her. Right he kills her. Just kills her. And you're just like, are you crazy? That's, That's insane. You jump out of your seat. You never expected to kill her. I was not expecting that. That's or like, so brutally. Yeah, just yeah. like, she's like screams, no. And you think he's going to kick. His hand or whatever. Yeah, just, yeah. He just boom shoots. It. He doesn't even run that hard. By the way, he Deadly Prey does yeah. not work that hard to stop the killing. He no. goes no, like that's really going to work with Roddy Roddy Piper. Right, right. And then he just goes, eh, <laughs> she's dead, and he keeps running around. But that's the park. crazy. That's like watching Die Hard, and then like all, just as uh, John McClane gets up to Hans, Hans, and he's limping in, and he just goes and just kills his wife in front of it. It's just like, what? <laughs> okay, all right, we're going to go this way. But then he, he cuts off Roddy Rod Piper's arm, beats him to death with, with his, his arm. arm arm, which is um, well, amazing. Well, a Monty Python moment, because the guy's like, I'm going to kill you, and they cut off the arm, and he's still like, I'm going to kill you still. Yeah. I only have one arm. And, and, then, and then the the other guy... The main bad guy, I'm sorry I'm being confused. There's so many bad guys he's got to wipe out. The guy that trained Deadly yeah. Prey to be Deadly Prey yeah. uh, is now a bad guy. Now the two of them are going to battle it out for the last scene and, in the and movie. It, and, and it's just him. He doesn't have a gun. It's just him. And he goes, take off your pants. And, and, and the first no, time- no, Deadly Prey tells him to take off his shirt first. To take off your shirt. You gotta start slow. Yeah, I guess you can't just jump into it. You gotta heat up the kettle. Yeah, (laughs) you know what I'm saying. You can't just take off your shirt. Take off your pants. And the first time I saw this movie, I was like, "Oh my God, is he going to?" Because after they kill his his wife, or girlfriend, or whatever. All bets are off. This movie could end anyway. It's like early 80s. No, because they killed the uber bad guy and yeah. they killed his girlfriend. There's no real Nothing ending. Nothing really. Could happen. What's the worst thing you could do to somebody is he could have just totally like raped the fuck out of this guy. Take off your pants. 
Now, and, and it, it, for all I know, it, it could go that way. He goes, run. And then he goes, Rah! and it freeze frames. And it goes into like this awful soul 80s music with the credits. And, and it, it, it ends there. Yeah. I say Deadly Prayer, the second oh, okay. one. Deadly Prayer 2, uh, yeah, Get On Your Knees. Get On Your Knees for Deadly Prayer. They, so is they he pick chasing up, him down? Yeah, they pick right up. Right away. Yeah. They pick up right away. Yeah. Now he's 50. Yeah. And he goes, ah! It's, it's a long chase. still screaming. It's a long <laughs> chase. Put on your shirt. <laughs> Please. Yeah. You're flabby and you're yeah. 50. What, tell me about the movie. Would you recommend this movie to other people? Yes, absolutely. Go and see is, it. Is there a moral to Deadly Prey? Would you say... Uh, moral to Deadly Prey. Uh, wow. Do you have a moral? Do you have yeah, a moral? Yeah, I say don't get Banton. Don't don't get don't listen. If you're looking, get someone get, weak. Yeah. If you want to hunt somebody, you want you don't want to get the best. Get John Belushi. Don't get Danton. get a really skinny guy, yeah. a really heavy guy yeah, yeah. who's got like diabetes in one leg or something. <laughs> don't go after Banton. He looked like I'd he like to it. see that movie. <laughs> De- Dead prey. It's Dead just prey. this guy. Dying this guy prey. Dying prey. <laughs> this guy is all fucked up. He's got you know he's he's got like one leg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's easy yeah. they, cause especially since they were trying to do better and they want to look that would, be Why a, would, that you get actually would be a, a, a like a funny like like sea runner of the movie it's just like well you told me to not get you know such badass guys so I got this guy he's got leprosy what are you doing <laughs> man what are you doing he's I mean, in a wheelchair like, in the jungle yeah we're supposed to be training these guys to be badasses you know <laughs> it's I would even say it's better than um, the samurai cop because Samurai Cop is a close second, I, I think. I have to disagree, but go well, ahead. Okay, okay. But there's a point, and maybe you disagree with this, but there's a point in Samurai Cop, like towards like the, the end, where I always kind of check out, fall asleep. That is true. And I don't do that in Deadly Prey. That's yeah. the only reason. Otherwise, I would say Samurai Cop is way at it's the top. It's just funnier, unintentionally, of course. Yeah. But just Samurai Cop that- doesn't do a single thing right. No. There's no, not a single a thing helicopter right. helicopter shot, an explosion. The writing, you could just like go, uh, with Deadly Prey, you could go, okay, well, they did. A lot of was, good killing that, scenes. That's okay. You did that right. If you're going to cut off somebody's arm, you got to have a fake arm and you got to do it right. You yeah. got to do an insert and blah, blah, blah. Okay, Samurai Cop, not a single thing is done right. Eye lines are wrong. No, you see the marks a, on the floor. Right, you see. It's, a, it's a workout. It's a workout. But there, I wish they would... There's one backyard gunfight too many. I would say if they would have take the last two oh, and yeah, turned yeah. it into one... Yeah. <laughs> so you're I, saying it's a bad, yeah, bad uh, film? Yeah, yeah. They have it, problems? It misses the mark. No, but I think I think if they would, uh, if if it was just a like a little bit shorter, it would be like way above. That is true. Totally zone Deadly Prey. But I would say Deadly Play Samurai Cop would be a good uh, double feature. Yes, yeah, so Deadly Prey first, so you can fall asleep at the end of Samurai. Cop. For sure, for sure. Samurai Cop is amazing. Samurai Cop I never saw before until that night. Oh really? Yeah, and uh, I I heard about it. But I saw it that night at um, that Everything Is Terrible screening at CineFamily, and I was, I was like, okay. I told my, I told my, I told my girlfriend, my fiance Kate, and I said, let's just stick around for like, you know, like, you know, five minutes, laugh a little bit, and then we'll get, we'll get the fuck out of here. And then she's like, okay, great. And we could not stop laughing because so many good things about that movie you're, you're you're laughing and you miss something and you're like <laughs> you're almost like get hiccups from the fact that you're laughing at some of the stuff and just 
the unintentional comedy gold that you could you could recreate that. How could you? Because it's so yeah, innocent well, and I, I, so stupid. It is so innocent, but it does some kind of just genius like comedy stuff. Like there's that foot chase where. Uh, What's Stallone's bodyguard? I don't remember. Stallone's bodyguard is the, is the main cop. <laughs> He's the main cop. The samurai cop is chasing this guy down, and they run a, a run past like this this chain link fence of a of like some kind of urban house or whatever. And there's like this little dog that is chasing. I'm going, rah, 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 rah. and I was like, that's. Brilliant! You know, but that you, was a—you got to assume that's a real dog. Oh, absolutely! And they had no idea that no, dog no, no, was no. That was—that wasn't a puppet. That was a real dog. No, like that, unplanned. Yeah, and, yeah. and that's why, like, if you were to put that in like a movie, I don't know. Maybe you can't recreate it, but I was like, well, with the wig stuff. He has long hair, and they did reshoots, and he yeah. must have cut his hair. Must have cut the hair. So they gave him like a lady's wig, and within the same scene, ridiculous. He gets out of the car. He's wearing his real hair. He gets. He looks. Uh, out of it does a, a kind of quick look wearing a wig gets back in the car no more wig the director was like looking at him and go we need a reaction shot yeah or the scene doesn't make sense well there's so many <laughs> shots with a wig that you didn't think of any of those things yeah. he's like we gotta go we gotta do reshoots we gotta go back this is going to be a disaster this is laughable unless we do these reshoots with the wig I know <laughs> I mean like that's what I love about all these movies like whether it's Samurai Cop or all the Paul Knopp stuff that I've shown at Everything is Terrible and Deadly Prey is that you know that there was like drama behind the scenes where people are going are you kidding <laughs> you're ruining my movie you know like people getting yeah. into fights and, and well there must have also do you feel like there's a lot of like eh, they won't notice you know, there's, like they won't notice that the wig is uh, it's not his hair or that the dog is chirping. Oh, yeah. Or it's badly dubbed or... Oh, yeah. I mean, I think there... I mean, there's that Ed Wood philosophy from where there's just like, people don't care about details. They want, you know, blah, 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 blah. You know, they're just like, it's about like the story. It's about the character, you know. If you move fast enough, you know, they in their head, they go, his hair is short. Give him long hair. (laughs) (laughs) It will solve the problem. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hey. Oh, it's me. Sorry to interrupt. Real quick. You on the treadmill? It's been about 30 minutes. Take it off, cool down for a little bit, then listen to part two. Second part of the show, Rob talks about Channel 101. Everything is terrible and gives a great list of great movies to watch. Okay, a good list of great movies to watch and why he loves good, bad movies and how it's affected his career. If you want to watch Deadly Prey, go to proudlyresents.com slash deadly. Horrible movie night. Usually the last Sunday of every month. This month, October, scared of Halloween. It is this Saturday, October 21st. They are showing Project Vampire with some actors from the movies. And I'll be there. Come say hi. I'm wearing the Proudly Resents cap. Channel 101. Not Afraid of Halloween, October 29th and the last Saturday every month, Downtown Independent Theater here in Los Angeles. Go to ProudlyResents.com for links and more information. Get ready. Big announcement. Big! This show will be weekly now. Like it or not, it was every other week before because I had a job and then America spoke and the show got canceled. So, next week's show we have comedian Christian Finnegan and we're going to talk about Solar Babies. What? That movie is on Netflix streaming if you want to watch it and if you want to call in with a review. 
And what is the next Channel 101? It's at the end of the month, every last Saturday of every month. And it's open to the public, and it's 100% free. It's down at the Downtown Independent downtown Theater? Downtown, at the beautiful Downtown Independent Theater. And it's short films that people make? It's actually short series uh, potential. What happens with, in Channel 101 is that anybody can submit, and they what we ask you to do is submit like these miniature franchises, you know, or mini TV shows. Uh, something that has like a story that could go on for multiple episodes. And, and the audience, after watching all of the shows, will vote which ones they want to see another episode of. And if you're good, you last a couple of months, sometimes a year or a couple of years, or you get shit-canned right What's away. What's the longest you've had someone? We just had one that ran for 19 months, and it just got canceled. So that's like, 19, yeah, 19 months. So that's like like two years, man. Do people just run out of ideas? like this? Well, uh, sometimes, but if you're smart, you know, I mean, you have like a show that has like a lot of potential that doesn't, uh, you know, paint itself into a corner. They did a um, kind of like an anthology show around uh, kind of very much like how Liquid Television was back in the back in the nineties. Another long-running series was The Boo by The Lonely Island. They they got their start at Channel One Hundred and One, and they ran for probably I think like ten episodes, which is maybe twelve. Uh, they went like a year, and it was like this. Goof on the OC, but it was set in Malibu, so it was called The Boo, and it was so funny. It was really, really great. And um, what's another long run? Classroom by Tyler Spears had some great people from the Groundlings in there, and just yeah, that's 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 kind of like what we do is it's like an open mic night for like directors, editors, effects people, actors, and. And we've been around for like eight years, since 2003. Well, how do you submit if you want to submit? If you want to submit, you go to channel101.com and there's submission information. And we, we do it old school. You have to mail it in or hand deliver it. What? I know. It's ridiculous. That is weird. Yeah. But that means you got to want it. You yes. got to want it. Otherwise, you know, because we've had uh, like the digital download stuff. We've got nothing but shit just crap it's easy just to send it out yeah it's yeah. just like oh what's it gonna hurt and it's just we it hurts don't, you it hurts <laughs> us because we gotta go through all this garbage and going i you know if i look at another happy birthday video by some 13 year old you know i'm gonna <laughs> right, blow right. my brains out but uh you know if if uh if you mail it or send it in uh or give it to us by hand that means you've gone to the show you get it you understand it and you, you're willing to participate. And this is all, you know, made out of love. There's no, like, nobody makes any money. Nobody takes any money at the door. The only people that make money is the theater who sells popcorn. And they just do that to pay for, like, electricity and, and, and stuff. And so we've been doing it for eight years, and uh, we love it. So how did you start Everything is Terrible? And what is it exactly? Well, well, Everything is Terrible is... I, I do, um, do not... I haven't started it. I, I mean, Dimitri uh, Samakas, who, um, who was, I believe... I don't know the whole backstory. You'd have to talk to him. But I believe was working with TV Carnage at one point and was collecting clips. And, and he was doing a lot more kind of artistic mashups and and like you know not just finding clips but he wanted to do something a little bit more 
like video art ish, and he kind of sp- you know kind of splintered off you know off from TV Carnage and did his own thing, which is everything is terrible. And I I like I don't know how many years ago it was. Maybe it was like two or three years ago. I like ordered one of their awesome DVDs, and he wrote me back. He says, "Are are you really the guy who did?" You know, like Sked the Disposable Assassin and Heat Vision and Jack and Channel 101. And I was like, yeah, wow, you, you know who I am? He goes, oh, man, it'd be great to uh, to talk to you. I'm moving to Los Angeles. And and at that point, he was like trying to do something with VH1 and wanted some advice. And we were talking back and forth. And then eventually he said, hey, why don't you do a show, put a clip show together? Uh, and and so that's when we did Harmon and Schraub's Found Crap, uh-huh. which uh, Dan Harmon, who is uh, a, a writing partner and awesome friend of mine, who we grew up watching bad clips. We bonded over shitty Where did you see the Like, what, what kind of clips did you get? Oh, you know, I mean, like, I remember, you know, seeing Story of Ricky O, you know. What is that? You never see Story of Ricky O? No. Oh, man. Type it into YouTube and <laughs> yeah. go for it, because Story of Ricky O is, um, do you remember the uh, way, 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 like, the original uh, title sequence for um, uh, The Daily Show with Craig Kilborn, where they showed the guy getting his head smashed. Uh-huh. Do you remember that? That's from Story of Ricky. And uh, it's like this, the most gory, violent, cool hand Luke prison movie in the future from Hong Kong, like in the mid-90s uh, movie. And I got like this crappy, like copy of a copy of a copy uh, videotape. And I remember dragging Harmon. It was back in Milwaukee freezing freezing cold uh milwaukee one uh winter and i said i just got like this tape somebody sent me and i would like draw like video cases and this one guy would send me like just bootlegs of like jackie chan stuff oh that's great john john woo stuff and just sick 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 gross stuff and awesome uh action movies from hong kong like 19 in like 1991 you know before this stuff started getting popular so I was really lucky but it was like this really mushy degraded stuff and we would watch stuff like that and uh, I I remember like we went through a period of I would say you know a couple of years of just like going to the blockbuster and we were renting every horror sci-fi movie and, and Is spe- standards? yeah specifically looking for stuff that we've never heard of before and getting just like blown away with just like what are some titles you remember oh gosh here's some um well uh deadly prey was definitely is that how you found deadly prey deadly prey was like got out of a bargain bin you know i love collecting old videotapes Uh and uh let's see what's what's another one i mean from beyond you ever seen from beyond from beyond like Uh 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 that was like a I believe it was Empire Entertainment. It was directed by the same guy who did Reanimator. It was oh, his right. follow-up to Reanimator. And From Beyond is badass. I love that movie. It's a really good movie. Um, and that's not even like so. It's not even like a bad good good bad movie. Right, it's, it's just a just, good movie. It's just a cool movie. Yeah, I was gonna say that's yeah. weird to do Reanimator then do a shitty film. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's awesome. Like, yeah. uh, what's his name? Um, I forgot. I'm totally... Uh, Stuart Gordon. Stuart oh. Gordon. Kick-ass. Kick-ass guy. Um, let's see. Gosh, there was this 
like Roger Corman did so many movies um, that were awesome, like uh, like uh, bu- 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 uh, Humanoids from the Deep, uh, and uh, also like uh, Battle Beyond the Stars is a kick-ass one. Oh, that's a good one. oh I just saw one, um, Snake Eater Two. Starring Lorenzo Lamas, uh-huh. which uh, uh, Harmon and I watched, uh, and it was like this kind of Death Wish meets One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest meets wow. I don't Lorenzo Lamas or whatever. Was it just filling space? He, I don't know. It was like he got a he was like this vigilante who used to be in Vietnam. I mean, this is part two, man. You got to check out part one and find out what it Yeah, he was in Vietnam and he was known as the snake eater, became sure. a vigilante in, uh, you know, contemporary Los Angeles or whatever, and then was arrested and put in this um, mental institution for the criminally insane. And he would break out every night because, like, the inmates taught him how to break out and right. he would go. Uh, have swift justice against uh, <laughs> all like so you can have yeah. both movies in yeah. one. It, it was it was pretty pretty awesome, and it was called Snake Eater Two, I think Night of the Drug Eater or something like sure, that. Why not? Something drug eater or something. Now Snake Eater Drug Lord or whatever, but it was it was pretty incredible. That's another good one. Uh, you ever see um, the Last Dragon? Oh, that's great. Uh, Barry Gordon's Last Dragon. Yeah. I was listening to the soundtrack on the way over here. That is, <laughs> That movie is impossible to not like. Well, there's it, so many goofy elements. Yeah, and- it's just like if you want to... It, it was like they made a parody of 80s movies in the 80s. It's got like video games, music videos. It's got... Well, it's almost like they're like, this is what everyone's going to love. But it's well made. It's not... It's not made for money. I felt like it's no. made for love. Like, yeah, you know, it wasn't like one of these films. Like, oh, we got to throw in video games. Kids love video games. They're like, we love video games. Let's yeah. put that in. That's yeah. gonna make it, it better. It was like almost like what uh, Tarantino did with Kill Bill. What do uh-huh. I love? Let's put that in it. Fuck yeah. it. Let's put it. I like this. I like this. Let's put animation. Who cares? Let's just put everything I love into one container and see what happens. And and that's what Last Dragon is. That that movie is like got the best soundtrack. Didn't the ever. guy just get mugged? I think I the know. star of Last Dragon just got mugged. No, that's terrible. I know. You think he'd be able to fight it. I don't... Yeah. You think he'd be able to beat his Maybe he's all old and shitty now. Yeah, yeah. It's that's been a sad. while. The drug maybe, eater... Maybe Show Enough came, came back and, and kicked his butt. Show Enough. Snake Eater water. 2, The Drug Buster. The Drug Buster. Yes, of course. <laughs> and who that's even bo- better than anything that I was pulling out of my ass. Snake Is... Eater 2, The Drug Buster. Oh, and Larry B. Scott from Revenge of the Nerds, yes. The Black Sidekick. And he plays a black sidekick a lot. Yeah. Yeah, we talk about that. In the movies, there's always... Black the black psychic. Well, that was Samurai Cop. There was like probably was the, the best w- <laughs> black psychic. His acting was so bad. And it was almost like he shared as much time as Samurai Cop. There was yeah. no reason for them not to be like a lethal weapon team thing. Yeah, they no. just, he was just. And they try to give him a catchphrase all the time. What was the catchphrase that we were trying to give him? Yeah, that really burns my ass. Or oh, they, no. they, they, he says, my ass is burned. Well, you know, it won't. You won't notice as much because it's 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 black already. <laughs> really clunky. Like really bad the delivery. And bad, yeah, bad delivery. Bad line. Just like full on, just racist. Like whatever. Just and these poor people had to just deliver these lines. Like you know, it's like a witty zing. 
Yeah, yeah. At the, your screening um, of Samurai Cop, my girlfriend came. I think I think I did her oh. a favor. She's like, I'm going to go. Yeah. And then I could just see her making herself fall asleep towards the end. She yeah. was bored. Because it got really boring. Like, after the first initial funny stuff, uh-huh. they kind of like... Rotor is like that, too. I know you talked over with that with Steve yeah. Agee. I can't get through that movie. Like, the beginning of the movie is, like, uh, so amazing, but I just, like... I'm not off. You just run out of stuff. You just run out of... It, it, it can only last so long. But Deadly Prey is a movie that goes... There's so much killing. You can't yeah. stop. And then when they kill his girlfriend, you just jump up and now you're back. Your heart's racing and you're that, watching. That movie, because you... It, it, and I think that's really the key with some of these these so bad it's good movies is that just like a good movie, they understand that we have to keep one-upping this or people will... Turn off the video. That's what happens in Summer Cup. They're just fighting like everything yeah. else. They're shooting back and forth. What's another good? What's some other good stuff to recommend? Oh, man. Uh, any of the uh, Sinbad movies starring Lou Ferrigno. Oh, uh, it's all dubbed? Yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Sinbad of the Seven Seas is another one of those movies that is just like, are you? It keeps one upping its. Are you, you gotta be kidding me. Right. Are you serious? And, and that one in particular is kind of ridiculous because, like, not halfway, but two thirds of the way through, they knew that the movie was ridiculous and they started to have fun with it. Oh, that's and, bad. and then you're just like, oh my God, Lou Ferrigno trying to do bits. It's yeah, yeah, we can't. pretty ridiculous. That's what Drive Angry They were like, oh, we're going to make a bad film. Yeah, you know, and I, and I love Drive Angry because I'm uh-huh. just into anything Nicolas Cage does. Uh, because but he commits. He'll commit to doing a yeah. bad film, a good film, that, whatever that movie, that movie has some... Um, has some great stuff in it. It's again, it it doesn't it. Once it gets to a point, it runs out of steam. You know, like at the uh-huh. end. I, I mean, like I go, oh, okay. Like the first act of that movie is is pretty fun. You know, I think and, the killings and, are crazy. Yeah, and... it's just like okay, great. You know, you got a good bad guy. Blah 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 blah. blah, blah. This is fun, and Nicolas Cage is ridiculous, and Nicolas Cage is Nicolas Cage, and then. Halfway through the second act, you kind of go, oh, uh, this is, they're going to do a movie now. Yeah, yeah. They, well, they have to wrap up the plot. That's the thing, I think, with, with these, these movies that are trying to be intentionally bad is, one, they, for some reason, they don't do it cheap. You know, they, they still, like, drive angry, I think. I don't know how much that movie cost, like $40 million? Well, same with Snakes on the Plane. When they realized they are going to make a bad movie, they gave it more money. Yeah, and and you shouldn't do that because, like, not everybody likes that. You know, it's a very specific small market, relatively small market, but very loyal and 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 uh, hungry market like <laughs> that that is looking for something like this. I think there's... there's um, it's it's a it's a hard thing to kind of balance that that homage to the bad movie, but still. I don't think you can do it on purpose. You have to do it by accident. I think you have to try really hard to to make a good movie. Yeah. But, I mean, you look at something like Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. Yeah. Which have you seen it? Uh-huh. It's it's amazing, and they. British TV show. It, it, yeah. Take off on genius, genius eighties uh, homage to. Um, sci-fi and spooky television from yeah. the UK and they they 
who are doing an homage to, uh, say, like uh, those 80s uh, television shows, but they didn't only rely on that. They actually did bits. They actually did jokes. So the pacing was there. You can't just do an homage without entertaining because not everybody's going to get the joke. Well, you know who does it really well? The asylum films, the uh, psychology, you know, the... The dinosaur versus the croctopus. Oh yeah, I, I, you know I've you never been like, able to get into that. They fi- I find them too boring. But, you know, uh, I wish they were not features. I wish they were like twenty minutes long. You know, condense yeah. everything, do it short. Oh, better budget. That's a, that's why I think you know I wish you know I love what Grindhouse was trying to do. I wish they would have done. I wish the movie would have been sh- way shorter and instead of showing trailers, would have shown like either two more or at least one more movie. You yeah, know? yeah. Do like Creepshow. Make it like a real anthology. Oh, where, that would have been great. I mean, if you, wouldn't that have been awesome? You would have saw like, you know, Planet Terror, Thanksgiving, you know, Don't, and then all those movies. But shorter. Yeah, just shorter because yeah. I think. That's where the pacing comes in, you know, mm-hmm. because eventually you get worn out by it. And unless you shoot the girl, right, <laughs> you do something totally crazy. Yeah, it's, you're, you're going to run out of steam. It's good. So, uh, everythingterrible.com. Everythingisterrible.com, which uh, I'm just friends with, and, and go to channel101.com for awesome. Your videos up there. Yeah, the videos are up there, and uh, yeah, check it out. Go, go to Cinefamily too, because they're always doing something. They do Cinefamily here in Los Angeles. They have great, uh, great, great movies, great weird stuff, and then uh, also horrible movie night uh, last Saturday of every month. At the last Complex. Saturday, oh, man, it's the same time. The Channel one hundred and one. Ah, I want to go. I want to go sometime. Maybe well, we'll move it. Thank you very much for doing the show. This is Proudly Resents, ProudlyResents.com, and reach me at at Proudly Resents. Thanks, Rob. Thank you. All right. Cool. Adam, that, that, we're, we're out of time for this interview.